Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika soft gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. Hi, this is David Yaz at the Boston Podcast Network, hoping you are staying safe and healthy during this period of precaution over the coronavirus. It's difficult to connect with your clients and contacts in a period such as this, but here we continue to produce podcasts that allow you to connect with the people that you want to reach. You've got a rapt audience like never before. People are home, they're listening, and they're waiting to hear from you. We can create a professional podcast with a quick turnaround and do the whole thing remotely so you don't have to leave your home. Get in touch with us at pod617.com. So what I do is encourage all of these people in Texas who are like, Joanna, when's cannabis going to be legalized in Texas? I'm like, as soon as you get out there and do something about it, wish in one hand, shit in the other and see which one fills up the fastest. Stop wishing and go do something about it. This is the Cannamom Show with Joyce and Amy, a podcast where we are sharing the inspiring stories of the real women in the emerging cannabis industry. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber, mom, political activist, lawyer, And I've been speaking with women from coast to coast who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving. And along with my canna sister, mom, realtor, cancer survivor, Amy Searles, we are on a mission to empower women-centric cannabis businesses by sharing their stories with you. So go make a cup of tea or roll yourself a joint and come learn something new about this magical plant on The Cannamom Show with Joyce and Amy. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Cannamom Show with Joyce and Amy. Today's guest, I'm very excited to talk about her. We could go on for hours. This might be a longer edition. All right. So let's Good. go. Good. <laughs> that would be great. Else. We got nothing else to do. All right. So All right, exactly. <laughs> today's <laughs> guest's grandmother and I not only share the same first name, Joyce, but also the same birthday, hmm. which is a strange little coincidence we learned on a very long conversation we had the first time. Today's guest has a huge cannabis story that led her from the state of Texas, where she worked in sales on a prominent sports network, to New York for a radio apprenticeship, then back to Texas to work in real estate development. But then, just like a movie, she gave it all up in 2012 and had a life adventure in Italy. 
when she flew back to America, she headed out to California, where she started her podcast, Casually Baked, and has invested in her passion of helping people get paid for being themselves ever since and educating the canna curious. Truthfully, she is my cannabis podcast idol. When I was just starting out, I discovered Casually Baked, her podcast, and was inspired that she wasn't a dude in the basement smoking a blunt. It was inspirational. We are here and very excited to talk podcasting and cannabis and the importance of learning life lessons through stories with our new friend, Joanna Newding, host and creator of the podcast, Casually Baked. Welcome. Yeah, yeah welcome. Wow. So happy to have you here. It was such a good um, intro. Thank you. Oh, that that's right. High, <laughs> high praise. Um, so we do a quick COVID check-in before Dave disappears. So you're good, Dave. Anything new and exciting out there in Sharon, Massachusetts? Yeah, doing good. My 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 COVID story for the week or weird uh, quarantine story for the week is every Sunday night we do a call with my cousins and aunts and uncles and my parents and all the big uh, my big extended family. It became a tradition towards the end of the Zoom call to do a dance off. So I put a oh music on and you got like 12 people, you know, aged like, you know, 15 to like almost 80 dancing. Yeah. And it's, it's a real fun effect. So now I, I thought I'd amp it up. I, I used to uh -oh. be. I used to be a DJ, so I have a smoke machine. So I'm like, that would be funny. Put the smoke <laughs> machine on. I'll be dancing like a disco. So about uh, 90 seconds in, everyone's dancing. It's really funny. And uh, my smoke alarm goes off. Like, really? Oh, my God. Uh, and so I, I panic and, like, hit the mute button, which immediately shuts the, the music off for everybody else and everyone else. So I disappear from the frame because I'm, I'm trying to... Yeah, fire, yeah. Yeah, I get towels <laughs> trying, to, trying to get the smoke to go away. So oh my God. Pretty, pretty embarrassing, but funny. So. But remember, that sounds Waldo, fun. Yep. I'll never yep. forget. That's like a Cam Tell Noah story. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> Talent show gone awry or something. <laughs> show gone awry. Yeah, Dave and I have a whole Jewish Cam Tell Noah thing. All right, and Amy, what's going on down there in your camping? What is going on over there? Yeah. <laughs> I love, I know, I love my background. I have these cartoon uh, Zoom backgrounds. So right now I'm on a stream um, and there's <laughs> mountains behind me, <laughs> all in cartoon. Um, but yeah, you know, the weather's been great. So I have been social isolating on a paddleboard. And I honestly, I recommend everyone get a paddleboard if you can, even an inflatable one. It doesn't have to be expensive. And just get out on the water and take in the nature. Yep. Smoke a joint or not, you know, yeah. just drink be, some water, be, <laughs> put on some yeah, sun. Be mindful. Be mindful of your experience in this oh world. Oh my God. Yeah, I've, right? I've just had like an amazing nature bonanza. Uh, last week, and it's going to continue today because it's gorgeous out. So yeah, she's, she's from Brooklyn. Going so it's exciting. <laughs> All right. Well, that's Paddle good. Well, my big yeah. COVID world is I I'm being a good mom and I changed my room with my daughter, so oh I have a new God. studio. But it looks good. Amy was with me over the weekend. I was texting her pictures, but it looks it good looks now. Looks great. Yeah. So welcome, Johanna. You're your first guest on our new studio. <laughs> oh my God, we have a podcast. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. We digressed. We don't, we don't see each other that much. It's sad. No. Um, <laughs> All right. So I know your story is huge. And I just wanted to kind of start with, um, let's see, your one-way ticket to Bologna and Beyonce, you know, you got there. <laughs> I just, oh my God. Beyonce. And then back, and you can go right, right back to California, however you want to start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, when I went over to Italy, I was just like, okay, I needed a reset. I felt like I'd picked the wrong dream. 
I was like, okay, I don't want to be a marketing director or a chief marketing officer for like, that's just not what I want to do. Yeah. So, you know, when I was there, I spent every day using cannabis in meditation, doing a lot of writing, doing a lot of cooking. Writing is important. So important for me, at least. Yeah. And it just became really clear to me that my future was going to be in cannabis and um, California was the place I ought to be. So I loaded up a truck in a move. Yeah, I made it to California and literally I won. And did you know anybody out there? It's just like a thing. You're going to go work on a farm. Was that your deal? How did that happen? I had uh, officiated a friend's wedding. Oh, an official. So, are you a minister? As, I, you I'm an ordained this. minister as well. Okay, right. <laughs> wow. Um, well, you know, I, as a public speaker, you have friends and family that want you to stand up for them, and you can ar- more articulate nice. the relationship and what's going on than, you know, some hired preacher or something. Right. So, yeah. I ended up meeting um, a large swath of people from Sonoma County, and um, one of them offered to let me sleep on his couch. In exchange, I was tending the grow in the garage, so I'd help do the walk. So was this like what 2014? Wait, was it? It was. Um. Yes. Okay. So it was pretty new there too. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this was, well, and of course, um, adult use was um, on the horizon, but it was right. medical state at that time. And so, yeah, I just learned the ins and outs of um, what an indoor grow is all about. I started trimming pot to make money while I looked for a job in marketing where I was used to experiential marketing. So I ended up, um, had one foot in cannabis, one foot in event marketing in California. And I have, you know, sort of straddled that until, you know, casually baked and the things that I was working on became you know, more than I could manage both. And so, you know, you have to just kind of jump ship, go all in on yourself and see what happens. And then prior to this, just so I, I mean, I did give a good introduction, but just you really were in the high end marketing. You were working, you know, you had some connections to the Howard Stern show, you know, you were working with people who are pretty influential in this business and you took this into an industry that had, and I say this a lot, women bring the professionalism into it. That's what I've been noticing. And you did have a very high level of professionalism. So, you know, what did you get? I mean, Howard Stern, what did you learn doing that kind of work? And yeah, how do you think that what was the connection there? Oh, Amy loves Howard Stern too. Just so. <laughs> oh yeah. I listen. Yeah. We listen all every day for like, you know, well, back a million in the day years. When he was um, still on radio, um, I had gotten a job working with CBS sports. Um, it was my first uh-huh. job out of college and I had, you know, the creative touch and I would put together packages and incentive programs for potential clients. Um, and then I wanted to make more money, move up. And so I was sent to what is called the Radio Apprentice Program. Of course, they accept 10 people into the program. So it was a lot of, you know, a lot of writing, a lot of interviews, that sort of thing. But while I was there, I um, worked yeah. with New York advertising agencies and just figured out the ins and outs of the radio business and then went on to do sales for Infinity. And so I sold the Howard Stern Network. Ah. So I represented oh, 40 radio stations. sell, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, $1,000 a spot, you know, <laughs> back then in Morning Drive. Wow. So, yeah, it was high dollar, yeah. but it, it also, you got to see like the difference in media markets 
and, you know, how these different things worked. And so I was able to take that. And when I moved to um, the different areas, I was in experiential marketing in sports because I was able to pull back in my love for sports and, and tie in my media experience. So I've never really had like a normal trajectory of a career. I always was just following my passion and following doors and windows of opportunity that were opening. And, and for a while I thought, I should have stuck with this one thing because now I have all these friends that are now moving up and making a shit ton more money than I am. But, but you're more interesting. <laughs> and, and then I just like, how did that, I and mean, even like connecting those things together. So you even like how, so it's cannabis and Amy and I have a very different relationship with cannabis. I, mm-hmm. my mantra is this isn't my uh, natural habitat, but I'm learning a lot about it. And I understand how it's helping me, especially women our age. And I loved your stories about your mom, the the podcast about your mom and talking about, you know, how important it is. And Amy has a different relationship, more similar to you. So what was it like? Like, how did you know, like you said it was different. It was cannabis was different for you from your friends in Texas growing up. And you always knew this was something that worked for you. But, you know, of course, you grew up in the era of shame like we did. Right, right. And I will say cannabis is my co-pilot and it has been for 20 years and so, you know, I first experimented with cannabis at 20 years old um, after I'd quit playing college mm-hmm. basketball and um, was just more footloose and fancy free. And I just, I was a micro doser from the jump. Like, you know, I, I always feel the need to stay in control. I'm type A and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm with you. Cross-rated, <laughs> you know, booze and bud just wasn't fun for me. But I recognized that when I did just a little bit, I just had more of an expansive view of what was happening. Um, I could yeah. almost feel the different perspectives having, happening in the room. You know, somebody would say something and you just notice different things more. You're more in tune and yeah. creative. I was in the communications department at my school. I was working on a documentary. So just, but, but just like in terms of like, you know, I think of like the alcohol culture and I've had some funny conversations with women lately about this, how I'd much rather be in quarantine with a stoner than a drinker, honestly. Oh, oh my God. And that, and then, you know, <laughs> these, down. but it's just the idea that it's, I don't know if you ever thought this, like alcohol almost, it almost makes you more selfish. Uh, you know what I mean? And, and cannabis, it's literally the point is to expand your opportunities to connect with other people. And it's just a really different experience of a substance in how you experience yourself in the world. And I don't know if people always understand that so clearly. Well, and too, you know, the right. thing about booze yeah. is it can kill you. I mean, yeah, I mean, besides the fact that it's poison, but just the idea in terms of how you experience the world, like, you know, it's almost <laughs> like you drink more and you're more almost internalized, which I, maybe that explains a lot of the anger people have. Yeah. Well, Maybe, I, you I know, know, the more people drink too, the louder they get, the more out they get. And the more cannabis somebody consumes, oh, yeah. the more in, internal they start like thinking instead of like, I need to say everything that's happening right now and call everybody out. And, you know, it's almost like that what right. it, um, truth serum, you know, when you're <laughs> drinking booze. And it's just like <laughs> cannabis is like truth serum for your soul. You know? <laughs> I like that. Absolutely. Oh, you are so right. You know, I have written the most, you know, I've written profound things, or at least I think they're profound when I'm, you know, high and creative and I need to get these thoughts out. And, and then I read them and I'm like, hmm, interesting. You know, you read them the next day. And- these stories have to be told to talk about this isn't just a thing that, yeah. and when you talk about microdosing, a lot of people don't even understand what that is, you know, and, and I don't like when people use the word high. Right. Oh, are you high? I'm like, it's, it's not high. I just, 
Oh, it's, yeah. It's like a I reset. Know. I just don't like that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. All right. So back to you, Joe. You talked about being a natural born storyteller and that's sort of like, and, and your format of your show is different from mine. You do much more editing. You tell sort of more long-term stories. Like, um, uh, there was really a great one you talked about. It was about, mm-hmm. explain to me really about California, the growth process and how like people who are in the old school world are having trouble kind of transitioning and how important it is you know, even though you, it's a sad story that these people can't, but then you went through the whole line to regulators and why it's important to have these rules. So mm-hmm. it is a different kind of format. So how do you use, you know, what is it that you're, that's your special storytelling for your podcast? And how'd you come up with that? Well, when I was a kid, I loved reading Aesop's fables. Oh. And so whenever oh. I have a conversation with someone on the show, I, I sit on it for a couple of days. And I listen to it a few times and I try to evaluate what are the big lessons to be learned here? What are the things that I want people to take from this? Because I think a lot of times people are passively listening and so you have to poke them with the important information. And so I just use storytelling and um, an expressive talking. You know, I did poetry and all of these things and persuasive speaking in school. And so being able to use my voice in, in unison with these words to tell people a story that they'll pay attention to. And hopefully at the end of it, I leave them with something that ruminates and a thought they come back to and a, an idea they're excited to then go and talk about within their community. I'm an attorney by training. Media is new to me. Um, I'm a storyteller sort of by nature, but just how how does this compare to like traditional media and and we do talk about women's issues mostly on this show and how my own personal experience as a woman attorney you know all the things that were good about me as a woman kind of sucked as an attorney and <laughs> I don't, I'm assuming media is still kind of a guy world right. and how is it that you were able to sort of see the storytelling format as something positive where maybe I don't know what I don't know what I mean you're in sports you were in sports and media that's gonna be a guy thing right well I I mean I really think we've everything's been a man's world for so long. And right right now the women are just shaking the shit out of everybody to wake them up. And, you know, for me, I think the big difference in what I'm doing in podcasting um, is that I have the freedom to say whatever I want. Right. (laughs) You know, mainstream media right now is not something that I really trust. You know, you see all of these, these ads, um, well, not ads, but these YouTube videos where people have, you know, taken something that they've heard on their local news and then put that up against all of these other local news anchors who are literally saying the exact same thing as them. Right. So, you know, for me, I love the platform of podcasting because it gives people like us the freedom to talk about whatever the fuck we want and whatever's important. And, you know, nobody's censoring us. And, you know, and I think cannabis right now is, it could be a major catalyst for change. I mean, I feel like the more people that get introduced to cannabis, that the more, quote unquote, woke they become, you know? And I, I think that's important, you know, raising the consciousness of our planet, making people more, um, more aware of what's happening in their own communities and more inspired to then do something about it. And more able to sort of, you know, I heard this good speaker on Terry Gross the other day talking about anxiety and worry. And, you know, obviously this is a very worrisome time. And But the importance of mindfulness, just the importance of being 
able to control what you can control, you know, and cannabis obviously is a catalyst for many people to get to that point where you can feel comfortable in your own body and do what you need to do. And we all, I, I talk about micro leadership. This is how I phrase it. You know, if we can hurt each other so brutally with microaggressions that we can heal each other with micro leadership and that we all just do, you know, again, back to like when I was at a divorce attorney, you know, love and justice, goodness, kindness, compassion, collaboration. Those are not good words. <laughs> I am I, I I am very involved with my my faith and I you know when I go to services and I and I you know it's almost like it's almost like an opposite all the things I've been involved with politics law all the things that were like in the real world were the values and then you know to be in a community of faith or you know to be in a mom's world those values are really different and those are caregiving caretaking and that's this plant and that has to be right. the future everyone has got to see how important it is to have caregivers now like they have value you see everywhere how people are saying teachers need to be making uh, you know two hundred thousand dollars a year what have we been doing no, i don't know what this world is going to look like afterwards i know we're going to come out of this you know i'm a mom i have to believe that everything we do is for the future of our children that is really the truth of it we, it's almost like you know it's like something happens in your brain i don't know i had kids and i'm not like i'm not a fuzzy i wasn't i didn't want to be a mom when i grew up this is not who i am and now my Part of my identity is mother. And the, if something happens in your brain when you become this caregiver for other humans, it's, just like it's, it's biological. It's biology, just like this plant is biology. So I don't know. It, it, this, this is its moment. Don't you feel like this is its moment? <laughs> cannabis? Hemp and cannabis. Yeah, hemp and cannabis. You know, there was a long time ago that we could have moved into a realm where we were using hemp fibers to make paper and toilet paper right. and all of these things versus trees. And, you know, we're back there again. We're we crossroads are. again. And it really takes the government to create the kind of infrastructural change that it's going to take to make this stuff happen. And so, you know, that's why I am constantly like rattle the cages in your community because it's not going to happen up there until it happens here. And, you know, we have the opportunity to shepherd in this major change, but, you know, we got to, we got to be pains in the asses to the people that yeah. are making the rules. And we, and we change the narrative. Like, you know, the storytelling has changed the narrative. Sharing the stories has changed the narrative. You know, I, um, if it can change out here in Massachusetts, you know, know. it's, it's essential. They're opening it up. They're finally, you know, know we've, it's been in and it's been yeah. in and out. And, you know, we've been fighting to get the rec, um, the adult use opened again because of the medicinal war. You know, right. we allowed, uh, I, don't, I know it's different in Texas, but, you know, we had alcohol was open all this whole time. And right. it's just, it's been an interesting fight. So actually, what's the status in Texas? What, how does it work there? Um, uh, what? For the... Everything. Hemp, uh, CBD. Can oh, uh, <laughs> Texas, they do have um, CBD uh but it is for like two different kinds of child epilepsy. I know there, there's, you're on the cusp of some change, but right now I, there's not a lot of, um, of leeway. And I had a, you know, my sister-in-law had cancer and mm -hmm. she's now in remission. But when she was going to her doctor, you know, somebody with stage four breast cancer couldn't even get it. That's crazy. It is crazy. It's sinful. And yes. you're an advocate. You're not, you're not, you're, you know, know, you're the, you're an educated advocate. So are you I've, doing, as, as part of your work out there doing things with the well, Texas legislature? I, What's going on out there? I live in Oakland, California. So 
Oh yeah. Okay. I come from here. Okay. So, but your, your family's from Texas. Yeah. Yes. So what I do is encourage all of these people in Texas who are like, Joanna, when's cannabis going to be legalized in Texas? I'm like, as soon as you get out there and do something about it, as my dad right. would always say, wish in one hand, shit in the other and see which one fills up the fastest. Like, stop, <laughs> stop wishing and go do something about it. Like, your parents have some good sayings. You're interviewing your mom. Oh, you're talking about your mom. I'm like, my mom does not say anything like that. <laughs> That's like, no, definitely not. <laughs> how did they feel? So how, I know that, you know, your, your, your parents are there. So what was their reaction when this is your thing? What was your mom? What was your dad? How did they feel about cannabis? What do they think now? <laughs> well, my mom, you know, she's cool with everything. I mean, she's the coolest lady on the planet. Um, my dad completely supportive, didn't necessarily understand it, says he's only used cannabis once in his whole life and he didn't like it. And, you know, but he is the Republican chair of our county in all West Texas community. And he is rattling cages on behalf of legalization. Yes, he's active um, and I really appreciate it. He's one of my loyal listeners of the show. He'll send me a text message after the show and say, Oh, like this was very interesting or I didn't realize that or, you know, and I, and I really appreciate it because he's open and he's willing to learn. And like I said, my mom, you know, she consumed with her friends when I was a kid, didn't do it in front of me, but you know, it's one of those things where you smell something and you're like, that doesn't smell like anything else I smell. That doesn't, I kind of see smoke, but it's not cigarettes, you know? So it was like one of those kind of deals that whenever I finally was like, oh, my mom's cool. Yeah, okay. Right, put two and two together. It's like, that's what that smell is. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> that's funny. And, um, and you have sisters too? I have four sisters. Four sisters. So, you know, again, like in my family, there's four of us. My mother was worried I was in a drug cartel till she was on the show, you know, it's, <laughs> and they are, they're very worried about me, you know, and I, and Aww. I, I have been changing minds and I talk about it endlessly and I'm very open about it. Um, but it is very hard to change people's beliefs. Um, so one key yeah. thing to that is people want to hear firsthand information. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me what they right. said. Right, right, right. They. Like, I want to know from somebody who's gone through it. So I think that's why it's so fun to be able to be what I call cannabis Sherpas within your group of friends and your family, because you can tell them your anecdotal stories. You can introduce them to, to the plant and to the lifestyle and to the culture in a way that's very comfortable. And they're like, okay, I see you. I know you. I know your values. I know where you work. I know what time you wake up in the morning. Okay. You're not. I've seen you in your pajamas walking your dog. I know you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But that's same as politics. Like I saw, I ran for a local uh, seat in my community and, and I'm very active in my school community because I wanted people to see me because I wanted people to look out for my kids. And that was the truth of it. And if you're invisible, nobody notices you. And you know, my kids would get in trouble and people would tell me and I'm like, they, I'm like, you just, you can't get away from stuff. That's the, I don't like to be out there talking to everybody all the time. I mean, it's fun, but I want them to know me so they know you. Yes. But that's the whole thing is just personal connections and then walking around meeting your neighbors and then they, 
they really feel like they know you. I do think that's true. It's, you know, I think it's kind of coming back to that now. Like, do you get to see people in your neighborhood anymore, Joe? Do you like wave at your neighbors or how does that work? You know, I, I find that people are just more when they walk by you, like head down or turn away or something, you know, everybody's a, there's some parents. Yeah. Um, and you know, I live alone in downtown Oakland, so it's not like I have a lot of opportunities to chat with people. Um, but there's this one park that I go to almost every single day to just, you know, get my dose of sunshine and I'll listen to a podcast or something, you know, do some step ups, like get my body moving. And this, this man that I see there all the time, he's always doing his workout and um, anyway, over the course of these few months, he befriended me and I mean, I am just so thrilled at the connection that I made. This man is a drug and alcohol counselor at the, um, youth, um, homeless youth center in San Francisco. And I told him I have a cannabis podcast. And so we, he's listening to my show. I gave him a resource guide. I'm like, you know, Perfect. at least... That's amazing. And and then, I mean, he became a certified drug and alcohol counselor while he was in prison. Wow. Out of prison for less than a year. I'm the very amazing. first person that he talked to outside of where he's staying and working. Like, he was just like, you were just there and friendly and, you know, just kind. And, and so I'm like, oh, my God, like. I'm your friend. I'm your family. If you, you know, so he's going to be on oh, the episode so nice. of the podcast. All right. So that is so, I, cause I do say oh this. Oh my God. This, this, that's this, amazing. This, this impacts Connection. everything from criminal justice to cosmetics. And, and when people ask oh. me, I don't know if they talk to you about, and we can talk more about the kind of kind of curious and the podcasting that you're doing. But when I first started talking about this with people, they'd say, well, are there enough stories? I'm like, are you kidding? Oh my God. It's but, but again, that kind of goes back to the ignorance of what this product is, what this plant right. is, how this plant can transform American industry, how this plant can transform our soil, how this can transform energy use. I mean, just the, the, the right. endless possibilities, but the idea that the banking and the business part of this are so convoluted and so complicated. And until that gets untangled, it's, I mean, once it gets untangled, it's almost like it's just going to open up across like an umbrella across America, but you know, it should. don't you think, I mean, I mean, you're, you're kind of curious, what do people ask you mostly now? Or, you know, what are the big issues that you see coming down the line? Cause you've been talking about this for years. Well, and I people. think, uh, you know, the criminal justice reform is a huge thing to talk about. That's why I'm so excited to have Lorenzo on the show with me because he spent 32 years in prison. He was in prison before Oh my God. monetized prisons. So wow. he has the perspective of like, they ate real food before they started, you know, commoditizing these prisoners. Now mm. in the kitchen, there's things that they're being served that say not for human consumption. It's like That's horrifying. that are going to be put into dog food and they're serving that shit to prisoners. And a lot of these people, you know, have gone to jail for just having cannabis or you know right ridiculous crimes and now there's you know cannabis is big business now and so you know these sorts of things have to be addressed and you know and it's no fault of any mom out there who's like going to get her vape pen she doesn't necessarily know these things but if you tell her when you know better 
you do better. So they say, so you know, better you right, do right, better. Right. That's good. Yeah. So, I like but, you know, again, are they letting, I know in Massachusetts has been a big push to get people released early, obviously, because of what's going on medically. Is there, what's going on in California prisons? Has that been a discussion out there? Well, I heard that. And of course I'm not, I've kind of turned off mainstream media because I really, I, I don't know what's true and what's not true. So for me, it's, I can only worry about what I can control. And so turning the cable off, um, I, I know that I think, um, governor Newsom was asking state employees to take a 10% permanent pay cut and was talking about, um, because of what's happening with the economy, with the shutdown, um, releasing a bunch of prisoners for, and of course I'm like, is this just to scare everybody or, you know, what, what are the stipulations of this? And I don't know. Right. Oh, so I don't right, think of it as right. kids. I, I have the opposite. So I believe that there are just way too many people in our prison system well, that yeah. should be there. Obviously the fail and that the, I, I am confident that they can, I mean, cause I know some of the DAs out here, some of the district attorneys out here, I went to law school with and you know, they're, they're women who are fighting and saying, okay, we got to stop this. Like, you know, the district attorneys have more power than anyone in this country in terms of who does and does not get prosecuted. And I actually had a, uh, someone running for district attorney come on my show to talk about criminal justice reform and cannabis, which is pretty brave in terms of their world. Mm-hmm. I know this is a thing that they're talking about in terms of social justice, cannabis related, getting people out of prison and jail who shouldn't be there to begin with, and that our population should be you know, we're the biggest population of prisoners in the world. Like we, instead of feeding them, instead of feeding small children, we put them in prison when they're adults. I just, you know, our our priorities are backwards, which kind of goes back to cannabis. Like if we can reshift, you know, what we think is important. And I, you know, and I'm like, if they are releasing these prisoners, it it better be these people that have, you know, the cannabis crimes and these, you know, people that are not hardened criminals, but there's a nonviolent criminal feeling that it's probably, you know, a bunch of white collar people that have been cheap. Oh yeah. I'm sure they're doing that too. Yeah. (laughs) And the old people who shouldn't be there anyways. I don't know. We just, there's there's too many human beings. If we value human life so much in this country that a woman's body becomes a shrine once a person is in it, once they come into the world, we should take care of them and they shouldn't be in prison. It should be earlier. (laughs) So that is my political mantra. That's a good mantra. Thank you very much. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> so just back to your marketing. How did you come up with Canna Curious? Was that something people said to you? Or is that something you just started saying to other people? I think it's funny. I, I, I love it. I like puns. I love play on, plays on words that, you know, and, and so my initial thought was, okay, I've got to come up with something different to call myself because, you know, stoner doesn't really describe me. And, no. um, and so I, I came up with Casually Baked. And oh, yeah. So how do you have the the title, how did it even, that was just a, well, okay. yeah, it was just like, what's, what's something that I can, how can I define my state of being in a way that's not a functional stoner? And so yeah. casually baked was kind of the clever thing that came out. And, and then from there, you know, it was the highly responsible and kind of curious, you know, so dope. And, you know, these <laughs> right, different right. things that, um, that gave some, some playfulness to the lifestyle um and that was approachable to someone like you and me and you know it's something that wasn't just you know a rastafarian you know the jamaican flag like those sorts of things like that's cool but that's so old school stoner 
Can I right. can you explain what your studio looks like? I have seen it on you. Do you have? I saw one section there, like there were joints sort of along the wall, or it was like very, very can can open. <laughs> can open. I like that. I had someone in here say, "I have never in my life seen a woman's play." have this much cannabis paraphernalia. So this is just an audio podcast. You have to describe it really. What does it look like in there? (laughs) So um, I have, well, I have a a ganja cookie jar that, um, that I put just little treats in. If somebody opens it, there's, you know, everything from hemp wick to rolling papers to all kinds of stuff. So if you open it up, you can take something out. Um, (laughs) I have behind me, um, this little wooden box that when you open it up, there's probably 16 different strains in it. Uh, Hmm. And I have, you know, my session goods bong that I have to share when I have guests. Um, I have the session pipe that I use in my stash bag. Um, Artwork (laughs) all over my walls is from either cannabis conferences or, um, rallies that I've been to. So we've got everything from Willie's Reserve. Oh, um, really? Yeah. And there's a, an awesome slow cannabis um, poster that I have that I really love That's um, that was put together by the people that are working um, on creating the different terroirs of, of cannabis here and, um, you know, treating cannabis more like wine. We were just talking about this last night. Totally. Yeah. So what, what's, oh. the ter- what's that term again? It's, uh, the terroir. Like yeah, yeah. Oil right. Like where it is yeah. the land, the wind, the sun, like how, you know, this, this environment. Um, you know, because cannabis to me is not just like I'm going to smoke some flour. It's how am I feeling? How do I want mm-hmm. to feel? Where am mm-hmm. I? Right. What am I about to right. do? And then, you know, you go over, look, and you're like, ooh, uh, I haven't smoked you in a while, Blueberry Muffin. Get over here. You know, it's I love that kind of things. And yeah, yes, can, you, yes. can, you, can you describe what's right behind you? Are those unicorns? Uh, what are those? Yes, <laughs> Blaze and Blondie. Blaze is okay. Blue Dragon and Blondie. Oh, the Blue Dragon. My unicorn. That's it. Yeah. Oh, very cute. Amy, I mean, you take a picture of the. That. If you take a picture of the screen, we can put that on one of Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. okay anyway, good. All right. <laughs> yes, and Blaze and Blondie came to me while I was in a. Um, a little, a children's store. I was one of my mom friends. She had her boys and they were going school shopping. And so I stayed in the car. I hot boxed it. And then I went into <laughs> the children's store and I was like, this is the most place ever. <laughs> totally. So I left spending more money than they did. Oh my always. Yeah. Always. Awesome. That's funny. Yeah. And, um, and do you grow? Do you grow your own or do you have nice land out there? Or? No, I don't because I'm in downtown Oakland and mm. there are two major highways that are very near me. And just from keeping yeah. my window open during the day, you know, by the end of the day, there's like black soot on my windowsill. So I wouldn't smoke yep. anything that I grew. <laughs> so mm, okay. I just don't. Because actually, because I listened to your show about um, the that book, the How to Grow Weed or The, the Gardener. Uh-huh. So I actually, I ordered it for my husband because I always say I can't grow. I, I grew children, but I can't grow plants, I, but I'm going to try. <laughs> oh, good. Is Rick going to do it? I, I yeah. want him to. I, I, I'm, I'm in the search for seeds. I've been reaching out to my friends to find out how to get seeds. I got him a book. So um, we're going to try. Oh, this is exciting. She was so inspiring. Your guest just about um, being part of the land. I, I don't even camp. Like, you know, I did, <laughs> I just, being, being part of the land and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I pitched my first tent at 40 years old. So 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> but all my, you know, you know, my new friends in this world are just um they're much more connected to the plant in a really interesting way. And especially these mm-hmm. women who are using the terpenes to make cosmetics and they're herbalist. And, right. and I, I mean, I never cared what I put on my skin. I just didn't really think about it, honestly. And now I'm like, I'm much more conscious. I mean, very conscious of it, a little bit more nervous than I, but I'm meeting women who are making really good products. So yeah. why not try them? Yeah. Um, all right. Oh, what's our time like? Oh, we still, we still have some time. All right. So oh, good, good, good. And <laughs> We're just gonna keep on talking, keep you know. Cause on so, talking. so like when I started, I did say, you know, this isn't my natural habitat. I want to be the Terry Gross of cannabis. We are a non-consuming show, <laughs> you know. We, you know, I, I talk about, you know, I, I want to make sure these stories are heard by people who, you know, like me, play tennis, wear pearls. But I know that we can really benefit from this. So, mm-hmm. what do you see? You're a little bit younger than me. What are some of the issues you're seeing, maybe with your mom, your friends who have little kids, or? Um, some of the issues that you're addressing with them to help them feel more comfortable and use this product in a way that helps them because I think I could have used it when my kids were little and I didn't have it. So I think it could be useful. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the most important things that I think to tell women is that as we age, our body's natural endocannabinoids start slowing their production, just like with estrogen or testosterone or anything else. And so we need to supplement that in some form or fashion because we're talking about getting gray hair. We're talking about, you know, the, our sleep and all, you know, like things that, like you said, you didn't care or think about what you put on your skin when you're young, but as we age and we start noticing the person we're seeing in the mirror is looking a little different, then now we start caring about it. And so if you can help women make that connection to, you know, the, the beauty piece and the aging gracefully, I think that mm-hmm. is a really easy onboarding step for them. And with like my mom and my grandmother, it was starting out with the topicals and yep. You know, my mom had a hip replacement. My grandmother had um, issues for a lot of years with um, nerve damage. And so she just constantly had this tingling sensation in her legs and it would make her crazy. And, you know, my uh, I know that feeling. Yeah. And so, you know, just helping people recognize that it's, um, there's, there's so much room between the ground and being high. <laughs> And so many products and so many different methods oh of consumption that that you can just take high out of the equation. And just put health in. So that's right. actually a good segue. Um, yeah. So uh, this has been a great conversation so far. We're going to be back on the other side of this break. Uh, Joanna Nudig of Casually Baked, my idol podcast. It's great stories. Uh, check it out. Really great. We'll be, we'll be back on the other side of the spot um, with some more from the Candy Mom Show. All right, so what we want to talk about today are the My Jane products, and Amy and I um, each got a box, which we are going to be talking about in a minute, but I wanted to say the first thing I noted about the My Jane products, which are really special, these CBD products that are curated by women for women and are supporting women businesses, is the beautiful smell. Amy, when's the last time you got a box and you open it up? It was so fragrant. Oh, <laughs> I know. It, it was a lovely coconutty, vanilla-y, just a lovely scent. It, I love it. I have it on my hands right now. I have uh, the cocoa canna hemp oil body butter. And that's one of the products that's in there. Oh, and that's all one of the products in the box. And oh. there are lots of different. So these are all. They're different products that are curated by My Jane. They had um, 
Right. So you were you, you were the girlfriend box. So it was kind of curated I, yeah, towards like um like box. if you were like a friend, you want to give something to a friend or like at a wedding gift, yeah, something like that. Oh, totally. Something. Yeah. Yeah, birthday gift, just a thank you gift. Right. Anyone that's interested in CBD and you know doesn't know what product to get, this is absolutely perfect. So what I kind of things what? are in there? Like how many things do you think? Maybe six things? No, there's like 11 or oh, 12 wow. okay. items in there. Okay. And there's also this gorgeous piece of jewelry. So I guess each box gets a different piece of jewelry and it's called uh, purpose and purpose. So every time you buy a box and you get the jewelry and the proceeds go to this organization that helps women, uh, girls uh, that were trafficked. Yeah. I sad. mean, yeah. It's so sad. And they make the jewelry. And I just feel like this is such a great way of like helping, you know, and, you get to shop and and, and, it, and within and in the package, actually, I think there's a, a little note that says the girl or some connection to the actual girl who you're made the, yes. the jewelry. So it's, it's, it's a nice connection. So it's a, it's a high end box. Lovely. The box is very oh. solid. My friend oh my who was gosh. just on said you could probably use the box as a stash box afterwards if that's your thing. I think it's a it's a perfect <laughs> stash stash box. It's absolutely perfect. And we're talking about this a lot. So why don't you yes, go yes. To, in our notes? We you can go to the My Jane um, mm-hmm. link in our notes or um, yep. check out their website. And if it's something that you're interested in, you can get a full box. You can get it for yourself. You can get it for a friend. You can get a product within it. So let us yep. know what you think because the Canon Mom Show we like these products and we want to share them with you. Back with Joanna of Casually Baked. Let's see. Um, well, we talk a lot about how hard the business of cannabis is, CBD, and, you know, on top of that, women's issues. And um, do you have any advice? I know you're not just a woman-centric podcast, but, like, I don't know, specifically about people who are getting into this industry now. I mean, especially with all these job losses. I mean, this has to be an industry that's going to grow. But any well, sort of futuristic it, advice? I think, for me, it goes back to what do you do that like lights you up and brings you joy? Cause mm-hmm. you know, how can you get paid to be yourself within the cannabis space? And you know, if you're great with numbers there, you know, it's like everything a normal business has, the cannabis industry has so, a little upside down, but it does have it. <laughs> it. It has it in this rudimentary form that needs solidifying. And if you're really good at it, you can really turn a company around by helping them create these really sound processes and ways of being. Because in order to be a functioning cannabis licensed business, you have to be meticulous. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think the level of professionalism that's needed in the cannabis industry opens the doors to everybody. You know, if you have a skill set don't, you know, don't wait for something to come to you. Go online, look at some of what is your favorite brand? What's your favorite farm? You know, just reach out to the people that you love and, you know, they'll be grateful that you reached out and you're praising their company. And, but if they don't have an opening, they very well might refer you to someone else. Absolutely. Uh, That's good advice. That's great advice. Of being sugary sweet and kind and easy to work with and, you know, fun to be around. All of those things will help you get an excellent job. Yeah. And even just, you I know, agree. I, I agree. It, it, it's an interesting time. Um, there's going to have to be more service in this country. I think that's what's going to get about, out of our own anxiety is like us serving others. So, you know, reaching out and saying, what do you need? How can I help? How can I help? And you don't know where that's going to lead. I think that's good advice. And I also um, think as we get older and and more enlightened, so to speak, we start seeking out ways that we can be of service. 
Mm-hmm. And if you can be of service and get paid to do that, even better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you can't end a show during this era. Like, how do you think COVID is impacting the people around you in this industry? What do you, do you think is going to be fallout? Do you think some of the big businesses are going to go away? How do you feel like the, I know California is a totally different market than Massachusetts, but you know. Well, I mean, yeah. I know cannabis was deemed essential here a lot sooner than in a lot of places. But, mm-hmm. you know, the truth is, Cannabis businesses aren't getting rich right now, you know, with the, you know, they just up leveled the taxes here too. And so you might be moving product, you might be increasing the units that you're selling, but you're not turning a major profit. So, you know, for me, I had someone tell me once that the people who succeed, the people that end up on top, they're the ones that just don't quit. Mm-hmm. Like persistence. I'm getting it tattooed on my back. Nevertheless, I persisted. Yes. <laughs> when I did this show three years ago. I took a long look in the mirror and I'm like, are you sure that you can crank out new content every single week? Because if you make that commitment, mm-hmm. you have to do it. Yep. And so, you know, I have seen a lot of good shows come and go or, you know, be there for a very hot minute and be gone because right. this is a lot of work. And yeah, uh, yeah, we didn't even like talk about just the whole process of podcasting. You know, I got into this kind of backwards. I don't have a media background. You did, but how do you think it compares to radio? I mean, this is a whole new era. I didn't honestly even know. I didn't know who listened to podcasts when I started podcasting. I wasn't really sure what they were. So, and I listened like literally. There's a radio next to my. I listen to the radio every day. That's what I do. I turn it on and I listen to it. <laughs> well, and I love radio. I mean, I spent a lot of years in radio. And, you know, if I can get to the point where um, I have a, a network that's supporting me that I could do, uh, you know, a few hours of live radio every day, I would. I'm, I can banter until the cow. <laughs> this is my gift to the world. I can like shoot the shit with anybody. So radio is fun, but oh, yeah. the difference is when I go back to Austin and I am on, you know, the Dudley and Bob show who I used to work with and I sold their, their show a long time ago. If I go back on there, they end up having to dump, you know, little segments here and there. Cause I can't stop cussing. And <laughs> yeah, I said bullshit on a live show the other day. I forgot that you can't <laughs> say that. And like, they're like, this is a live choice. I'm like, oh, sorry. Yeah. And so I don't even swear rebel. that much. That's the funny part. Well, so <laughs> that's the yeah. with podcasting then. It just gives you that extra freedom that you don't have to worry about the words coming out of your mouth. Now, you have to be impeccable with your word because once it's out there, mm-hmm. they're forever, you know? Right. So. Yeah. And it's, um, we're, you know, building a standard, you know, we're trying to have a, uh, we want this product to be seen as what it is, the transformative uh, cannabis plant that's going to change. Really, it's going to, it's going to be, we always, on the other side, it's going to be there for us. Yeah. Right. Whatever happens. So, um, all right. It's been a long time. We have to stop talking, Joanna. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. That is okay. I'm bringing a lot of shows into this week because at the end of the week, I'm road tripping to Texas. Oh, you are? Fine. Yes. How yes. long does that take you? Um, four days. So where are you going to stop? What do you do? Um, I'm going to stop in Joshua Tree um, okay. and then find a place to stay near there. I know I can't spend the night in the park right now. Um, my next stop will be Sedona, Arizona. Oh, I want to, my daughter's at school in Arizona, so 
when she goes back. That's one of our places to visit. Yep. I'm excited about nice. that. And then from there, I will stop in Roswell, New Mexico, see if I see a couple of aliens. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, and then from there, the next stop is my um, family's ranch in West Texas. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they're going to be there for the summer? Um, I'm going to be there about five weeks. I try to spend a month in the summer and then a month around the Christmas holidays with my family. So you're not going to be alone. That'll be nice. Yeah, yeah I you- know. I'm like, and I'll end up in um, in Lockhart right outside of Austin where um, mm-hmm. one of my sister lives, her and her wife are there. So I'm going to shelter in place with them where I have a swimming pool in a backyard and a garden. That's oh, nice. you're up in your game, man. All right. Well, I, I say that I live in a WeWork space now because everyone is home. Like I was at Empty Nester. Like my husband and I sat in front of the TV and ate our dinners. We were like settling in and then like literally everybody showed up. Oh yeah. I got a border. I got two tent. Whatever. I got my kids. Whatever. All right. It's very active in your house. Very active. All right. So very for active. my amazing guest, Joanna Newdig, host and creator of the Casually Baked Podcast. Check her out. She's amazing. My Kenna sister. I think, Joy, you're our new Kenna sister, too. Thank you. Kenna sister. Definitely. <laughs> Do I get a shameless plug in here? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Oh, yes. How oh, do they yeah. connect with you? How do they find you? Totally. What do you want them to know about you? Well, I'm at Casually Baked on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel and Casually Baked, the podcast. Um, but if you really are interested in dialing in a cannabis for wellness lifestyle, um, I do one-on-one appointments. And, you know, anywhere from I had someone who was an older woman on the East Coast who was going to Vegas for a trip and wanted to find out in advance, like, how should I shop? Tell me some of the products. Well, that's good. That's actually really useful. Tell me how to get the kid home. You know, yeah. Amy could have used that. (laughs) It's anything from that to, you know, I, I, my husband and I are, you know, considering using cannabis, but we have little kids. And so I really help people dial in what are the right kinds of products? How do you fit this into your lifestyle? How can you track the progress and just make people comfortable with the experimenting of it? So if, you know, if you're, in that space, um, I do one-on-one cannabis lifestyle sessions, either in person if you're in California, in the Bay Area, or you know over the phone on or Zoom. You can do it internationally. That's great. All right, that's a really good resource. We should have called you before to Vegas. You can go okay. casuallybake.com, and there's a big gray schedule appointment button at the top of the page. Great. So check her that's out. Go great. there if you're looking for a sheet the person to go to. All right. So my kind of sister, it. Amy Searles, good seeing you today. I want to yeah, thank I'll Josh. be by later. Okay. I <laughs> I will. It's our intern's birthday today. Um, Yay. <laughs> I want to thank Josh Lampkin for writing and performing the Cannamom theme music. Our business team, Kelly Dolan of Retail Results and Laurie Lennon of Think You Beta Media. Our attorney, Kim Kramer of McLean Middleton. Our partner, Cannabis Creative Group, who's been helping us. And, of course, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to The Cannamom Show, where we are talking about caring for and giving voice to women in the emerging cannabis industry, one can a story at a time. I'm Amy Searles, and please listen and subscribe to our podcast, The Cannamom Show. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google, or you can go right to our website, thecannamomshow.com, and follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. We have a YouTube channel, 
yeah, no. Hannah Mom Show. <laughs> we are everywhere. And I, I am Joyce Gerber. This is the Hannah Mom Show, and we are a production of Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has can of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects network.